I'm a real-life British person, and you're listening to The Curtis and Tara Show. Hello, welcome to a special remote episode of The Curtis and Tara Show. My name is Curtis. And I'm Tara. I'm a passenger. And I'm the driver. And we are in our car, as discussed in, uh, I don't know, four or five episodes ago. We purchased a, what is this, Ford Fit... Honda Fit, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, if Honda wants to send us a free car for that great uh, plug, it's a wonderful automobile. If you like Ford, damn it, if you like Ford, go fuck yourself. Because uh, we like Honda, <laughs> and that's what we're driving. Holy uh, snaps. All right, we're on a. Something, something in the back of your Honda. And I kinda don't want none unless you've got buns, hon. Uh, Is that something? Yes. You can do side bends or sit ups, but please don't lose that. But, uh, Cosmo... Says you're fat. Well, I ain't down with that. Ah, uh, what is the... Yeah, some... Getting down... Yeah, something... Yeah, down with Fonda. <laughs> she ain't got a trunk in her Honda. Oh. And, yeah, and then my Anaconda don't want... No, not unless you got buns, hun. Ah. Uh, see, they liked Hondas. Everybody likes Hondas. It's... It's... I mean... A while for a while it was it was a Civic People nation. People like bums, like Honda. Yeah, so Honda Civic came back, uh, new and revised, not too long ago. They were all new, like I don't know, a couple years ago, probably ten. But <laughs> a long time ago, there was a movie called The Fast and the Furious, and I think that was when everybody got a Honda Civic and put flames on it, and flames shooting out of it, and nitrous and neon lights on it. Hey, remember that? I just realized that when we go for a drive now, and maybe this is because we just live in the backwoods, but I'm pretty sure the backwoods is where most people put neon lights on their cars and trucks. Every car and truck, although it was illegal, used to have tons like neon on the bottom, neon around the license plates. And I thought, no one's ever going to really stop these people. Who cares? But maybe people were getting stopped and ticketed because, yeah, I don't see any crazy lights on cars anymore. Yeah. Isn't that really what the police See, are, though? The car is too cheesy. Pull mm. over. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, sir, this is unfashionable. Uh, and that's what, I mean, that's what the police do. Like, laws are just the thing you're doing that's unfashionable. I got these neon lights for my birthday. I don't care, yeah. Don't what, care about your what birthday. What do you expect me to insult my mother and not put them on my car? Well, you can take this fine to your mom and she can pay it. This is a $400 fine. That's you're distracting other drivers. People think a spaceship is coming from in the distance. And I gotta flash my lights, and people get confused. Oh, is that the police? No. You would think maybe you're slowing down, you're driving safer because you're seeing so many lights that maybe the police are coming. That's right. But I think you see the little lights, and you're probably thinking street race. Go. Street and then you're street race. racing. Well, look at you. You're driving street racing. See? No. Street racing is dangerous. Want to go faster. It makes you want to go. You shouldn't be. <laughs> we put the signs on the side of the road to say what speed do if go. If I see someone with neon lights on their car, I just want to race them. That's exactly, and that's why you're getting this fine for having neon lights. What? Yeah. That's T- just a feeling. Well, it doesn't matter. Like the feeling could. I'm being charged for my feelings. Erupt now. into actions very quickly, very quickly. Doesn't take, it doesn't take long. That's how. That's how murders happen, lady. You buy a gun, you think it's just. Fine, it just makes me on. feel like a big man, and next thing you know, you're shooting, shooting your wife through a They're bathroom not removable. door. Yes, they are. Oh. I'm. <laughs> I may not be a mechanic. But as a police officer, I do know that lights are removed. But you just admitted you're not a mechanic. I did Am admit that. Am I free that. to go? You, Am I free to go? Yes, you're free to go with this, <laughs> this citation. Just pay it or you'll be a court. She can't hear me. I'm the worst cop. <sighs> so we watched a documentary called The Ten Things You Need to Know When Dealing with the Police. Is this recording? Yes. Is this thing recording? It's recording. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a little fuzzy. I'm going to play with the sound as best I can. The the microphone uh, system, the whole the whole recording system, the whole box is hanging on one of those, uh, what is it, the super grip, sure grip? I think sur- it says it on the side, grip go. The grip and go. It's, uh, you, I'm sure you've seen it on that. Nudie, not nudie, you. The, uh, on the nudie channel. On the nudie channel. Grip and go. On the, uh, in the As Seen on TV show, or show, store, or in many a uh, uh, commercial on the TV of this 
miracle device, a little arm that suction cups or sticks with a sticker, optional, included, <laughs> to your dash, and then the arm extends out, you can rotate it pretty much 360, and then on the end of that, there's another rotating, uh, I say ball gag, uh, whatever, joint. ball joint, and then a magically, magic, sticky, super Velcro, gluey it, adhesive thing. Uh, it's a little green, sticky stuff. Probably pretty much a, a more well-made version of those sticky monsters you used to get uh, from the quarter machines that are now $2 machines, but they'd be a long, sticky gelatin thing on like just a big jello string. And it would have like, it would be a hand or a little monster. Or, or yes, or those that walked on the wall, but the one was just like a big whip. And it would just you'd stick to things and try to pick up Finally, they change. used that technology for something worthwhile. Yes, so the commercial says it's new. It's a space-age version of that. It's like a billion tiny little suction cups. And it's holding this, I don't know, fairly heavy piece of equipment uh, that's got like two microphones built in the top of it. I mean, that's... Anyway, it's just to hold your cell phone or your you GPS. You should contact the Grip and Go people for... Say, hey, there's another use of Grip and Go. Yeah, podcast. Recording podcasts in your car. If you guys are missing out on the podcast thing. market. So, we hooked this up. You're hearing it. We're in the car. Yesterday, Tara threw on one of her many crazy documentaries. I think this one was only like 12 minutes long. Yeah, I don't even think it was a full half hour. It was, it was clearly, I want to say, designed or meant for, or somebody had community service, and their community service was go make a video on how to deal with the police. And... Honestly, at first I thought this is the funniest, dumbest thing ever because it, it was. Like, I mean, you know, all of the actors were once again. Oh, it's funny because at first, terrible. so it's like this judge, he's, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a lawyer, but I was a judge. And, you know, I just see all these people come in mm-hmm. with their, not that their rights have been violated, but the things that they've done mm-hmm. have caused uh, them to be accused of crimes that maybe they wouldn't yeah. have if. Had they been, had they known, known yeah. the So uh, the it's in, take, it takes place that's filmed like in a courtroom. So he's like talking up in the whatever where they do the judging section. Yeah, yeah. He's just walking back and forth. And the main everyone else is area. just in the courtroom. But at first you're like because the judge himself is black, I guess maybe. And then you look around the courtroom and like at first glance, it's just a very well mixed of blur. Just like all variety of races, I yeah. guess, of people. But at first, it just looks like no white people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's like telling all these people that will get into trouble. Like it just, it just seemed like that. Well, it literally. Like but the, then after, within, it's like, the first, no, there's an old woman coming in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Know, at first, it seems like they might be real people getting real answers from a real guy. Like, yeah. But they were just actors, so it was like, oh, this is orchestrated. So yeah, it was like one of those high school videos on how to do anything, like how not to get AIDS, how to do any of the things you would normally do, and act like a real grown-up person. But when the first the first shot is is pretty much crazy, really heavy rap music, and then a car driving down the street. Well, they, they, these actors also do the reenactment yeah. of what they're saying of how they're. Yeah, so it seems even more official. Yeah, so it's not just just the guy telling a story and then somebody else reenacting. It's like, oh, they got the real guy, but there's no real guy. But the stories seem, you know, it all seems pretty real. Because you have the first guy, it is just a young black guy. He gets pulled over by a white cop, and and the kid is like, I'm just coming home from college. Uh, just going to visit my parents. Blah 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 blah. Standard stuff. We've all said it. We've all done it. And. Instead, like, I mean, his first reaction is like, what? What? I didn't do anything. What's the problem? Like, oh, jeez. Like, just getting really angry. Like, what do you want here? Like, come on, give me a break. And then the cop, like, oh, you got an attitude. Of course, pulls him out, uh, cuffs him, and all this stuff. And then it cuts, you know, to the courtroom, and then the, the judge guy explaining, like, okay, so there's all kinds of different scenarios, blah, 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 blah. So anybody have a question or, or anything that talk about? So then that guy describes that opening scene in the courtroom of... This cop pulled me over, and it was just because I'm black, and he treated me this way. And then the judge proceeds, and it seems half insulting and half racist. And then just, but by the end, I'm just like, everybody needs to see this. This is crazy, yes. because I don't know how to talk to police. I would just shit my pants and do what they say until I end up in jail. That's what they want. And yeah, and this video is just like, oh, there's so many things where it is just like, you know, that cop is asking all these questions, but it's like, well, obviously you don't really have any suspicion, other than I'm driving on a road in a car and I'm black. Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, they basically went through uh, Hispanics and Mexicans, uh, or I guess it's the same thing, 
and uh, and black guys, and I think maybe like one guy, white guy, was like, "Hey, I believe in this." Like, yeah. shh, quiet down, white guy. We you're all that problems over here. Yeah. So then, it even uh, it went so far as to show like the cops weren't all white. There was always like also black cops harassing black people. Mostly, the black cops were harassing Mexican people, and then Chinese cops were harassing black people. <laughs> which, again, it's like I'm not I'm not saying like I agree with or whatever, I'm uh, condoning stereotypes. I'm like, isn't that the standard st- stereotypes? <laughs> like, you should still mix these up a little bit more. Uh, but other than that, it would, like, something as simple as, and I think we talked about it in another documentary, Tara watched about a guy, you know, knowing your rights. But the the lawyer pretty much said, like, you know... Oh, yeah, that was just a short clip on yeah. YouTube of a kid with a gun or whatever, I guess we yeah. talked about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why the number one thing you need to know about dealing with the cops... When you're talking to a cop, be calm and assertive. Yeah, and respectful or whatever. And like, respectful. Re- regardless of how innocent you are, because that's the thing. Is like, you know, it's, I, I call it rich people syndrome because I want it. Of just like, I, if I'm innocent or rich, I can act however I want because I know I'm in the right. But even no matter how in the right you are, if you tell somebody who's carrying a gun or a taser, I'm right and you're a piece of shit. Like, I pay your bills. Get out of here. You're gonna get shot or tased. You know, the reason they carry those things is because they're afraid that you're going to attack them. So just something as simple as, like, that's why they say, like, don't get out of the car, because they take that as you're going to rush them. You know, you're on PCP and you're coming at the cop, because everybody kind of knows you sit in your car and wait for them to come to you. And, uh, I mean, like, I don't know, I only got pulled over once before, and it was because the guy thought my brother wasn't wearing a a seatbelt. And it's just, you know, he was fidgeting around like a little kid did or whatever. And, he, you know, he's small enough that kids can do that. And it was before, like, the four feet and under rule. And I think he was probably tall enough anyway to sit in the front seat. And the cop pulled me over and was like, all right. But before, like, I started to open the door because I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. And, you know, basically there's a little kid in the car. So I'm going to get out and talk to this guy and leave the kid. You got out of the car? No, I didn't. Oh. I, like, started to open the door. And he's like, no, 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 get back in the car. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I didn't, I'm sorry. And then I just sat there frozen, scared to death after that. Just completely scared. And he's like, calm down, calm down. Uh, I was like, just checking. Like, everybody here is wearing the seatbelt. Like, oh, yeah. Is that it? Like, we, like, because I, I assume, I, like, did I run over a kid or a dog? Like, what did I do? And, and it was just something as that simple as that. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I guess that's it. Like, I don't, I don't know. But he was, like, at first very, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he was so standoffish, and in my eyes, at the time, like, this guy hates me, he's gonna kill me, like, he's already mad at me, and he doesn't even know that I'm a good guy. Oh my god. Uh, but really, it was just literally, like, am I getting it with a shotgun to, like, shoot him and be on my way because I just robbed a bank? Like, nobody knows, like, you can project any idea for a thousand hours, and any one of them could possibly be true. So just be respectful. Yeah, so, like, the best way, the same as raising a dog, is just to sit there quietly... And, and then see what happens, because, I mean, I would personally think, like, maybe he is a crooked cop, he's going to shoot me and then throw a pile of coke on me and walk away, because maybe that's what he's in the mood for. I watched, you know, all the movies I watch <laughs> always are about that, and that's terrible. It's just very rare I watch One a movie about a good cop. I was cop. racially profiled on the reserve oh my God, yeah. for being too light. <laughs> too light. Uh, I was, um, you know, I got to visit my mother all the time. Nope, never had any problems, but this one week, I believe it was when my father passed away, I was up there for like a month. So I guess it's okay for white people to be on their reserve, or there's nothing wrong with that when it's a holiday or something like this, but yeah. this was like on a Wednesday. Oh, midweek white? You week. do not want to see a midweek white. You don't know what's going on. So, uh... Is so you going to take our money? Are we being honest? I'm just driving back to my mother's, alone in the car, mm-hmm. and uh, they pulls me over, like, on the, like when I get on the reserve. Yeah. And uh, so I really am like I'm like I don't know what's going on here. And he's like, um, what? Uh, I can't remember how he started. You know, like I thought I was like, what? You know, a lot of times I forget about my registration for the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, warn warnings against that before. Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe it was something like that, but I was pretty sure that all my red like I was checking that. Is my you know uh, the vehicle checked and everything? Yeah. And he was like, so, uh, what are you doing here or whatever? It's like, what? Like, you fucking pull me over and ask me what I'm doing here? We just passed by llamas. If anybody wants to know, we just passed by some black and white llamas. <laughs> what are you doing here, llamas? We're eating. 
they're getting shaved. But you, what are you doing here, lady? Lana me. Uh, yeah, what was I doing there? And, uh, so I was like, oh, I'm here visiting my mother. And uh, he's like, oh, who's your mother? Was he white? Yeah, he was white. Okay, yeah, because there's not and, many uh, <laughs> Native cops. So I was there. like, yeah, well, this was probably one of the reasons. This was before they got it switched over because the reserve couldn't take it anymore. They felt like oh, yeah, the would, cops was... were coming up and then just, you know, they just stick around there and, like, wait for something to happen yeah. and, and uh, just be abusive to the Native population mm-hmm. there. So they put an end to it. My mother was part of it. They put in policing that was just specific to the reserve so that those police are, um, a lot of them they try to get Native, like, police officers or native RCMPs to patrol there, but then they wanted to get just their well, own, the, so the, that it's like, you are a part of the community, we're going to see you all the time. Like, there's only, like... Well, the painful fact is, like, if they have reserve duty, it's their punishment. Yes. Like, also, yeah. so, like, you know, your mom, like, so everybody... Just you know, it out yeah, like, the that, like literally, you know that when they come here, they're not coming here because we're here to serve and protect. Somebody, we got in trouble. We're already a bad cop, but we're being sent here because we're bad, so... Who wants that around? I yeah. mean, it was, you know, it's just ridiculous. So I get pulled over. The cop asks me, uh, I said, who is your mother? And he says, oh, who's your mother? So I told him because a lot of people know my mother in that mm. community, like everybody. Yeah, she <laughs> so kind of runs the community. Usually if I just say my mother, like, oh, yeah, well, like, you know. And that, so I told him. And uh, and then he was like, mm-hmm. so where does she live? And I'm like, oh, like, you know, whatever, told him where she lived. And, yeah. Uh, He's like, yeah, can you please step out of the vehicle and show me what's in your trunk? That's weird. And I was like, what? Like, and yeah, because, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, so, obviously you're running drugs into the... I was like, okay, <laughs> no problem, reserve. I said. Yeah. Because there's nothing in my fucking trunk, you yeah. fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck are you looking for? Mm-hmm. But it must have been, like, that he thought, yeah, maybe I was doing a drug delivery yeah. or buying drugs. But it's like, maybe you should have fucking pulled me over on the way out after I get the drugs. But he's like, mm-hmm. Jesus, but... I had to go, like, open the trunk, fucking search through it, and all no, that I guarantee shit. you, like, a white person shows up on the reserve in the middle of the week, like, what do you do? Like, again, there's no whiteies in the middle of the week. Maybe I was whiteies. really scared, and I didn't so, even do yeah. anything. So. so, yeah, he probably assumes, like, oh, well, this guy's bringing in the, the, the whatever, meth ingredients. Meanwhile, all the meth houses, everybody knows where they are, and nobody's stopping them. So, whatever. Everything's legal. <laughs> so there was no reason for that cop to pull me mm-hmm. over. So we come to, uh, you know, number rule number one, be nice to the cops. Yeah. Rule number two... Do not submit to a fucking search mm-hmm. ever. If they say, "Can I search your vehicle?" you can say, "No." No. Yeah. I don't submit to a search. Is what you want to say? I don't submit to a search, and that's what the judge yeah. and everybody in the video say. Yeah. I do not submit. And yeah, it was a lot a like a subway commercial. Like, get get back and get your own sandwich. But yeah. the, the main thing was, yeah, like if you're ever stopped by the cops, you just say, uh, "What is it? Are you charging me, or am I free to go?" Yeah, so that was the other thing, is, yeah. like, if they're talking to you and asking you a bunch of questions and stuff, and they haven't said what, why, or whatever, they're hold, if they're holding you, like, the problem with that kid, mm. he was being a shit or whatever, yeah. so that he made him get out of the car, then he handcuffed him, yeah. then he made him go to the back, Yeah, then like he, he was literally being manhandled just because of his attitude, and that's the way people are, again, like, again, you, you know, the white cop's gonna do it to a black one. So I guess, yes, number one, they want to know if he's harassing you and all this, you can say... Are you charging me with something, or am I free to go? Yeah, because that's all they can do. Like, other than that, they're just the same as a homeless person asking for you for change. Like, so I'm going to say, are you charging me? Yeah. Are you holding me? Yeah, or are yeah. Are you holding me, or am I free to go? Yeah, because then if they're holding you, then they have nothing on it, then now they're illegal. Like, now, basically, you're being kidnapped. Uh, so they can't just go around like I guess cops can. Yeah. And also cops have the legal right to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like when everybody's like asking them, "Are you a cop?" or whatever, like on all the drug shows yeah, and all you that have stuff. To tell like, us? like, no, they no, don't. They're illegally allowed yeah. to lie. Yeah. There are so many so things. Yeah. Trust that shit. Yeah. Like many. Like again, the same. Re- like it's all for movies. The same reason. So they can search your yeah. car. It's the same thing as you know coming into your house. Vampire rules apply. Yeah. Same with your car. They need a fucking warrant mm-hmm. or suspicion of whatever it is. So if they don't have anything that they're suspecting you of... Yeah, then they're just a guy who's around. Poking her like it's just a nosy neighbor. And you don't have to... You know, if your neighbor comes over and asks if he can check inside your garage, you do not ever have to say yes. Ever. And the cops are the same as that. But if they go and get whatever piece of paper that says, mm-hmm. we're pretty sure there's something in there, well then... That's so the main reason why the judge was very concerned about all yeah. this is because you could say, 
oh, fuck yeah, like, I haven't been doing anything, like, you know, fine, go ahead, take a look at my car, Mm -hmm. but what if there is something in your car that you just don't know about? Yeah, like, especially if you have kids, like, I'd be scared of, like, if I had kids, I would check my car every day before, like, honestly, I'm, this is, I'm not, I know that's my paranoia, but just because, like, growing up where I grew up, everywhere you went, you would see, like, crazy, you know, half-melted pop bottles, and at the time, I didn't know what they were, and when I grew up, it's like, oh, it's oh, half-melted pop uh, uh, bottle bombs, like, just uh, homemade bongs, so it's oh like, oh, so, God. like, so many places where it's like, well, if I had known, and it's like, and I had sat there, like, at the park or whatever for any length of time, and somebody showed up, oh, well, what's this? They're going to assume it's mine. They're like, I should know better to kick that out of the way, or throw it in, you know, like, one of my obsessions Maybe is picking up litter. Your... Yeah, like, exactly. Like, there's no way to really disprove that because they're not going to go checking for fingerprints on stuff like that. And again, you know, small town, they're not CSIing anything. They're going by, did you do it? And then they're going to ask somebody who knows you until they get to somebody who hates you and says, yes, he's a crazy drug fiend and all of these melted... He's been out here melting bottles all day. Whether they even know what that is, they're just saying things, you know, because people are... You know, people do want to be heroes. And... You know, as much as I know, there are a lot of good cops out there. Like, I've met a couple, and I've met a lot that are terrible. Uh, the good ones are great because they are there because they want to be good people. People that want to be heroes have a problem. That's a complex. Like, same as, like, doctors that want to play God. You don't just want to help or fix people. You want to make something better. You want to have control. So, you know, a, a hero complex cop or, or army guy, you're, you're going to do what you see in the movies. Like, a John McClane is a hero because he, you know, shoots first, asks questions later. But uh, maybe a lot of those guys, like, you know, their family was also tied up somewhere uh, that he was killing. And it's like, oh, they weren't really look, working for uh, whichever one of the bad guys from any of the many diehards there are now. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the minions, like, maybe they were working under duress as well. Or, you know, like, uh, the scariest movie, and I w- didn't want to watch it forever, to me, it's Phone Booth. And, like... Phone booth when Colin Colin Farrell was stuck in that phone booth because it's like oh well your wife or whatever was like she's being held hostage like if you move you're fucked and if you don't get out of that uh, phone booth like you're also surrounded by cops and maniacs who are there to do good but they think you're a maniac and they want to be the hero who stops this guy so no matter what you do you're fucked like I'm forever afraid of rock and and hard play situations especially when they involve the police because I mean you know there's so many just movies that are just that, where it's just like, oh, we shot this guy down like crazy. And, you know, well, because the very worst part of yeah. everything to do with the cops is that they're supposed to serve and fucking protect, yeah. mm-hmm. not harass and fucking be yeah, assholes. Yeah. yeah, so, like, that's the, the problem with trying to attain information is it's hard. Like, your mind is the greatest vault there is. You can literally just not tell people what's in there, and you can keep anything in there. You know, it's for, like, that's what I find so funny about, like, another child pornographer roundup or, or whatever. Like, why do you have... Ch- how do you... What? Like, you got your brain, buddy. You got your brain and you have the most volatile thing in the world. Like, don't have any of it. Like, that's crazy. That's Maybe. crazy. Like, just just imagine that shit. Like, like nobody can get inside your head. It's not good enough. Yeah, and I, I guess that is what it is. It. Yeah, like, that's why, you know, people accumulate accumulate so many things or whatever, and then that's how they get you. Like, that's how people get you. But as far as your thoughts, like, you don't have to tell people anything. Unless, like, they you know, if you're just standing there or just driving your car, as long as you didn't run anybody over or you're not, you know, punching somebody or you're not covered in blood, there's no reason for anybody to suspect you're a maniac. Even if you look like we just passed by a while ago, uh, these two, a girl and a guy walking. And from a slight distance, they look like dangerous maniacs. You know, dressed in your standard uh, 90s uh, acid metal, punk rock, uh, you know, British Invasion outfits. Like, you know, it's all still brand new and store-bought. And it doesn't, you know, all the fraying is fake. But from a slight distance, they look like maybe they were in a scuffle. Maybe they sewed these patches on there themselves and, and whatever. Maybe these tattoos are real and not just fabric sleeves over their arms. Like... Maybe these people are scary maniacs, <laughs> and then you get to get they get close and like, oh my god, you're just a couple of fucking nerds. Like you can see him, you know, and he like he did this, <laughs> like, and you can picture what that laugh looks like. I think, <laughs> you know, he just had a, an idiot laugh where it's like obviously you're uneducated, you're not dangerous, you're very excited to be standing next to a girl, and she is also kind of goofy. And these are the outfits available at the store. You're not dangerous maniacs. 
And again, I go a bit further, and in my head, I think, well, obviously, they are the dangerous maniacs because they look like they are, and they're not. So, you know, Dexter rules apply. If you're the sanest guy in the office, you're the murderer. He's not the sanest guy in the office. Dexter? Yeah. Well, he's the. He's the creepiest guy. He's in the, the creepiest, but everybody else. I'm not sure why nobody has even ever fucking thought that he was the one that did everything. Well, because everybody, like, he's always at work. Like, even though he's not there, he's still the one who only one who gets his job done. He's the only one who does his job. That's true. But like, think like, about the people that we worked in the within the office, and we could just bleep the name out yeah. after or whatever. But like, someone's committing a murder. Only animators or whatever, or yeah. like, okay, who in the office committed it? Yeah, like first thing. Who, you, who yeah, you say? Yeah, well, first you, you go to first. There we go. See. Yeah. And and again, <laughs> but because I know, like from what I know, like I, I believe that the name, of course. Like we've worked with that person. Yeah. So like. So and, we know. Yeah, and if you if people forgot who he was, if we bring up the serial killer, we never office. fucking talk to anyone. Like. But once he did start talking to me, it's like, oh, he's just more afraid of all of these people than anybody's afraid of anything. And, and whatever, like, he's just so, like, that's why he's so, and talking to him again, like, we've met now since working at the school and since Tara's worked at the school and meeting people with certain problems, like, like Asperger's and, and, uh, uh, the other one, the, uh, I keep wanting to say anxiety, uh, uh, acetaminophen, Asperger's and what's the, like, uh, autism. Uh, so, like, certain, you know, you're just kind of stuck in this little world, so it's like, oh, that guy's a serial killer. Like, nope, he's just very quiet and autistic and super focused on his work. And, uh, and once I did start talking to that guy, and I mean, it was literally, like, a year later I talked to that guy, because I was afraid of him, and I would just, like, take his work, give the notes, and feel like, if he ever comes to talk to me, I'm going to die. And then one day he came in, and I told, like, whatever, told him to wait for a second, or I, no, actually, you know what I did? the first time I really said something to him and I, I don't know why this was because normally like people come to the office or to, to my office when I had one and I would say hey or hi depending on who they were and if it was somebody who can accept crazy things I would say something crazy you know like whatever I saw on the Simpsons last night whatever the last two words I said to Scott who was also in the office and then Scott would laugh and whoever is there would realize oh you, you're just repeating something silly this guy all business whenever he came in I would just treat him pure business. You know, like Dexter, nobody really tries to get him involved in their extramarital, extra work nonsense, because like, this guy is no-nonsense work guy, so to them, he is better than them, because they are all preoccupied with their dumb nonsense, and none of them really care about catching crime, or criminals, they want to be the hero. Like, Deb's biggest problem is, I'm not the greatest hero, you know, you're not even good at your job, you're only concerned that you're the best, or not even the best, that you get like a medal, or everybody recognizes you, or whatever, and that's why I hate her. Um, but mostly because she's not like the reason I like Dexter because it's like, damn, he's good at his job. Like he's doing really good work. He's like, aside... he shuts up and gets his. Yes, his like that's what I do. I don't know. I can relate to that. And it's like, and if I don't know if I could get over hurting people and things, then sure, I would start wiping out bad guys. But I could never, ever, ever reach that. Um, but yeah, that's what like Dexter is. He's not the. I don't know, again, like, so many of the shows that we watch now is just, like, so we're supposed to have sympathy? Like, like the, uh, that other Rectify, the guy, it's just, like, he admits, you know, I'm sure he didn't, but he admits that he raped and murdered this girl, blah, 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 everybody well, in the town. I don't know, like, he said that he killed her. Yeah, but then, well, and, and well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, everything yeah, like, everybody had sex with this girl anyway, so there was really no rape, ever. anyway, and then she probably died by accident. I think they said they were on drugs or drunk. Yeah, so yeah, it was on mushrooms or whatever. Anyway, so he, he admitted to it. I'm sure he was passed out and somebody else did it and then he took the blame, which is how so many of these stories get played out on the TV or in movies. Uh, but uh, last episode we were watching, there was a point where he was just like, he keeps going to the graveyard to like sit with, I forget who, his mom or the girl or or, or he just sits in the park. Was he? When? What? Uh, the the guy, like the main guy there. Yeah. He when? just goes and sits in the park. Or he was, or was he sitting in the graveyard at somebody's? Oh, he, wait, was there somebody that he got, when he got beat up? Oh, when he got beat up, he was going to the graveyard to visit that girl's grave. Site. Okay, so yeah, there's like every episode, once or twice, he sits down at the grave and just sits there and has a sandwich or whatever. And well, that was bad. the first time he went there. He was going to other places. Other places. Okay, so yeah, he just sits in the field and whatever. Like I used to do that all the time. And, and my biggest fear was a bunch of dudes are going to come out of nowhere and kick the shit out of me. Oh my God, were you scared when that happened? 
when in the show? Yeah. Oh yeah, like that gave me a full pan- panic attack. Like this, like spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So he's sitting there, and anyway, all all these guys with bandanas around their head or and face, uh, just are booting him and booting him and kicking him and beating him down, and he fights back a little bit. But at a certain point, I'm sitting there thinking, is the device or I don't know, like. I'm not sure if the whole show is supposed to make us feel sympathy for this guy and build us up to this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or, like, yes, yeah, like, since they haven't revealed what he is, like, again, like, that's what, you know, that's what TV is. Like, we, we give you all the information except the one thing you want to know that will actually mm-hmm. control your your real decisions, like, how you really feel about the person, what you really f- think about him. Uh, so, but at this point, it's like, since we don't know, and he literally two scenes earlier was like, I killed her. I feel bad. It was me. And it's like, but you don't even, we can tell you don't know. You're still a stupid kid, even though you're older now. But he got beat so bad that I'm like, so right now, a lot of people in the world who watch this show are being taught or, you know, whatever, convinced, led to feel sympathy for a rapist now. Like suddenly, you know, we're seeing that thing, you know perspective. Well, maybe the you world. just felt sympathy for him, but, but everybody but, else was like, yeah, that's what he Yeah, and that was the other thing. I thought it was like, and a bunch of people are probably thinking, yes, like, finally, like, somebody's beating the shit out of this guy, and then realized and I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this show, because I don't know, you know, A, because it's a TV show, so I, I <laughs> yeah. refuse to believe whatever they tell me, because I know that the whole point <laughs> is they're gonna switch it. Like, that's how it works. I hate to ruin TV for everybody, but when you write something for TV yeah, and it makes sense... Smart people cross it out and tell you you're wrong and you're stupid. Uh, and But once you do that enough, you realize where to see the twists and turns. So, I mean, there it's, you know, I don't know, there's so many different ways to look at things. So, again, like, when you're getting pulled over by somebody, the, that, that whole sympathy factor is, is all over the road. Because, you know, the cop instantly, like, he might see your car and think, ugh, like, I don't know, I hate to, okay, I'll just fucking fuck it. Uh, I re- the real reason I think I got pulled over that time was because I was in my dad's car and I'm pretty sure that people fucking follow around my cops follow my dad's car because they know that he drinks and drives. like he used to be a rampant alcoholic he's not now so I guess it's safe to say uh, you know cops used to always try to get him like he was their profile in his car yeah like and he would you know drive the biggest car in the world everybody knows who he is and you know, I mean, honestly, he never really swerved around the road like this fucking guy. Where are you going, <laughs> fucking lady? Um, and uh, maniacs, they're all maniacs yeah. on the road here. So I mean, in like, like, like I got pulled over, and like, and my brother, I believe he got pulled over once, and they were fully shocked. Like, oh, oh, so hello, how are you doing there? Like, yeah, what's up? And like, and I, I think it was my brother or somebody borrowed my dad's car, and I remember hearing that story of like they thought they had me. But it wasn't me, or whatever. But I tricked, I tricked yeah. them. Surprise! Yeah, it's like, this is great to be proud of, but uh, you gotta stop drinking. And then he did. <laughs> but so I, I thought that, you know, like, that was it. Like, my car was being profiled as drunk guy's car. Which I can understand, because that's what I would do. Like, as a goody-goody, rule-following guy, I automatically look for how to follow the rules. But in doing that... I usually also see people that aren't following rules just, you know, for comparison. And then I have to, as a grown-up, as a reasonable person, decide, does this really matter? Because a lot of people are breaking supposed rules, and it's fine. And it doesn't really matter. Like, somebody said this on a podcast or a TV show recently, like, that the cops are, aren't really the guys that are there to stop people from doing things. They're the guys that are there to, who, gets, who get to decide who can do things. So, you know, if you know a cop, then you can kind of, you can steal cable, you know, if, but if a cop hates you and you steal cable, he's going to come get you, like, because, again, like, people want to be heroes, so if you give, give them that chance, that's the way the water will flow, like, you know, you, you, you gravitate towards your dreams, or you, you push against them because you think that they're wrong, or, or you know, whatever anxieties people do to keep them from following their dreams, but yeah, so, like, this video was, you know, poorly produced, uh, <laughs> It was better than most. It was like kind of 80s. It was very 80s, and I think it was much newer than that. But the information, I don't know. Again, like, my mom and teachers would always show me these terrible videos when I was growing up. Like, this is important information. And as long as I made my way through it, I still absorbed it all, and I still probably could regurgitate a thousand uh, instructional, but, you know, behavioral modification videos from, from my 
teens and childhood, but it was it was terrible. It was dumb. But yeah, by the time we got to the end of it, when I thought, I think I said it out loud, like everybody needs to see yes, this because I'm pretty sure that nobody knows. Well, I know that you know just. <laughs> Uh, the amount of things that I see people not know how to do, like, whatever. I saw that at documentaryheaven.net or something mm-hmm. like that, but there's lots of sites, like, if you just type in watch documentaries, like, there's all these documentaries just free for the watching online, mm-hmm. like, it's great about anything. About yeah, anything. yeah, I think we, we mentioned that an episode or two ago, okay. where, uh, yeah, we basically said that, where it was just like, I can't understand... Like sometimes how you can't just go learn the well, thing like, you absolutely every learn. week I don't know if that's weird yeah. or not but like I just get usually by Saturday I'm done with television and yeah. regular films and uh, I just can't yeah. watch that shit anymore so I like to watch things and learn and mm-hmm. it's really good too because you can just sit there and do other things and still just listen to it and learn stuff so mm. that's cool so like usually watch like three or four documentaries yeah. every week <laughs> And but what's great about that is, uh, although I don't, I don't personally go seeking out documentaries. I do always like them better I just than movies. Make you watch. Yeah, and it's like, I, and I always like when Tara, Tara puts on a TV well, show. Well, as soon as I pick it, you just make fun of whatever the fucking yeah. title is, like for because all, documenta- so all documentaries, all like, documentaries have the worst like, title. I don't care. I just watch them yeah. as if it's in order. Like, yeah. instead of going through a library, picking out the things I like, I just do things yeah, systematically. Just, just, yeah, so I'm just, just like, yeah. whatever, this is the first document. Like, I just... Yeah, this is them. the next alien thing. Give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with documentaries is there's already so many movies, and they took all the cool names. So <laughs> all the documentaries have the worst names ever, and it, and it also... Like, I'm terrible at naming things. I want to name things exactly what it is. You know, like the Curtis and Tara show? Well, it's the Curtis and Tara show. Named. You're the worst. Uh, <laughs> like Milo's show. It is. If people knew us, they'd know that this is our show. Yeah, and it's just like, like it's just like how we are. Yeah, and and that's why I can't come up with a name for it because everything else seems like a, like I can't. I'm I'm a terrible liar. I can make up stuff for fun, but I have to tell people I made that up. I can't walk away with people believing me when I make things up, and they do it all the time. And sometimes I'm amazed that they do it because I'm <laughs> so obvious. Uh, but. With, with titles like, yeah, like Milo, for, like now I just put up Milo videos and I just say it's a Milo video and even that still sounds stupid to me and there's no title. I'm just like, fuck it. Here's the cartoon. It's already started. It's too late. It's too late for titles that you're already watching it. You'll have a credit at the end. Go to his Twitter. That's all you need to do. Handsomest Milo. At Handsomest Milo. Uh, but yeah, like that was just called Milo's video blog. That's the stupidest name. Like everything. That's literally just like, whatever. The Maritimes news hour <laughs> like yeah that's exactly what it is why not be a little cooler about things but there's so many things out there like should we call it the only people in Miramichi doing a podcast and, and you know that's my other problem too is if, if to be funny I you know when I write things down they're way too long <laughs> uh, Facebook seems to let me write way longer things now which I was complaining about a while ago because everybody else seems to write these giant tirades and I gotta split mine up into 30 comments and look like a weirdo comment and I was stuff uh, but now I can just write a long thing, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't have time for this, I gotta get back to work. <laughs> so, yeah, like, when I think of a, what I think is a great title, it is a paragraph long, and then once I cut it down, it ends up being the Curtis and Tara show <laughs> instead of all that fun stuff, because, you know, long titles don't fit anywhere, but I do think they're the funnest, and and documentaries, like, I, I, want, I want badly to make my own, like, I do love these. Every time we watch them, the first three minutes seems ridiculous because it is like here's what we're gonna figure out well you look like an idiot because like I'm just judging people based purely on the video quality their clothing what year it is and the information comes secondary and but like if Tara puts on a regular movie I'm asleep or I leave or I'm bored or a TV show documentaries I cannot not look away from because it's true you know the same reason I can't come up with clever titles because I just have to write the truth documentaries, well, I assume they're the truth. A lot of times they're probably lies. For but, me, it comes, mm. it all comes down to, I guess, in the 90s when uh, two girls and a guy, uh, sorry, two guys and a girl and a pizza place yeah, came took out. Yeah, shit in one cup. It was just like, <laughs> fucking, yes! I know what the show is about! Yeah. Like, it's like, I was... I don't know, I just watch so much TV, but it's, like I yeah. said before, I'm not actually watching it, I'm just doing things as yeah. it's on or whatever, so I go through, like, a lot of uh, television, so I was looking at this 
one show, and it has uh, Rachel Bison or whatever her name is from. Um, Who that is? Shit. The OC. Okay. And uh, I like the OC. Mm-hmm. I don't like, but I don't know why I'm like, oh, this actor was in that, so now I like them in this maybe. Yeah. Because that's not true. No. That never well, happened. It, well, but she was in this Heart of Dixie, and I'm just like, well, what the fuck is that about now? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not, maybe I'll go take the time now because I've been thinking about it for so long, but it just kind of like, pissed me off that like I can't even look at the cover like the picture of it is just her on some suitcases mm-hmm. I guess she must like move to Dixie back to Dixie or I yeah leaves know. Dixie and Dixie is still in her heart it's a lot of way any of those yeah. co- like anything that basically no sounds guys, a girl and a pizza yeah if you it sounds like a country music song for the title it's pretty fair game or fair, pretty, pretty fair It'll to assume that it is going to be basically a, a, country song. a country song personified uh-huh. And which is strange because most country songs actually it's not strange at all I just put it in perspective in my head country songs are short little stories they're all encompassing of a whole person's life or a sad story but when you stretch that out to a whole movie the same way when you stretch a comic book movie out you just end up filling it with a bunch of silly silly nonsense in between and then you just end up with like yeah there's that part where you know he lost everything and then they don't make it again till the very end then it's just like 90 minutes of just sadness or yelling or whatever like one line from the song basically like here we go again and then same with comic books where it's like they don't even they don't even bother, bother to read other comic books <laughs> like like there's so much information there but yeah it's like you just you start from there so I don't want to get too far ahead I forgot about the 10 things there was one well I guess the majority of the final 7 things or whatever I guess was unless you can remember more, was just basically do not allow, do not consent to a search of anything. Do not consent to a search of your vehicle. Do not, and you just say, I do not consent to a search. They might still search you. So just like fucking, what's that movie where uh, Taken, they're going to take you. Yeah, get under the bed. Just fucking get under the bed, but they're going to take you. And that's the thing is, if it happens anyway, you literally do like treat it like the same way they, same thing they tell you to do in a robbery. Let them take it. Deal with it later, like, yeah, but least, if you consent, then that yeah. means that they had every right to go through your stuff. If you do not consent, then whatever they're doing, you can use that against yeah, they your just, conviction. Or yeah, no matter what it is, they, they take it as a threat. And then once you get to court, they're like, well, wouldn't, didn't you say this? And no matter what you say, you can say, I didn't mean it as a like threat. Like, your rights can be violated by yeah. them, and then you'd have to deal with it later. Like, you can't just go, you're violating my mm. rights. Like, the same thing. Don't go all crazy and be like, you can't fucking search me, pig. Yeah. Fuck you! Like mm, you yep. just say, I do not consent. Still be, you yeah. know, calm and uh, compliant or whatever. I guess. For you don't have to be compliant. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You say I do not consent. So whatever. If they're asking you to search your vehicle, if they're coming into your house, so like one of the things that they had was like an old lady, and they she, they like it was fucked her story, and that's probably a true story. Yeah. And the cops came to her house and they said, Oh, we're just doing a routine. Uh, check of the neighborhood, ma'am. We're just introducing ourselves. We're new cops here. And yeah, yeah. You mind just... if we like come in for a minute? And she's like, oh, sure, no problem. Like, you know, being a nice old lady. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, also, ma'am, there's lots of stuff going along around here, drugs and stuff. Like, you know, oh, yeah, your like, grandson lives we're, we're, here. We're Do you mind if we get, uh, just look around for guns to see if you have any guns, guns street, that you yeah. don't know about? Like, she's like, yeah, okay. Like, why would I fucking have guns here that I don't know about? Yeah. So, uh, like, it all just seemed pretty fucking crackpot to me. Yeah. Uh, but so it she's, is she's like just I just mean, being nice, yeah. you know. Like these mm-hmm. people are nice, blah blah blah. So they found a baggie of drugs or something because yeah, she lived a little with her bag grandson. of marijuana. Yeah, so it's like, well, my grandson and his friends are here, and it's like, either way, and then it's like, sorry, ma'am. Like they throw the cuffs on her yeah. immediately. Like I, I just and it all could have been none of that would have had to happen. Like whatever. Yeah. If she would have just said like, no, you can't come into my house. You don't even have to open the door for the police, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that. You don't even have to open the door. Uh, if you do open the door, you can leave the chain on, yeah. and they can you can talk to them, whatever. And if they say, "Can we come in?" blah blah blah, you can say, "Not without a warrant," or "I do not consent to a search of my premises." Yeah. Something along those lines. I think he had a good like whatever. Yeah, he kept like yeah, he kept making them repeat. Yeah, she's like, "I do not consent to a or whatever." Or another things where it is like if stuff does seem to get out of hand, then it's like, well, so like I have nothing to say until I have a lawyer. But the police know that too. Like, do everything you can civilly first. Mm-hmm. Ask people to do shit because they'll fucking give it up. They'll tell you shit. 
because people are nice. Yep. And people don't know that you could be. And regardless, you know, like when, when you're scared, you want you want your anxiety to go away. Like as a person who gets anxious so often, I you know I understand this feeling. And anything you can do to make it go away, you will basically do. And I'll say like, oh well, it'll be easier if you just yeah. So it's like just tell us, and then and then it's just a slap on the wrist. It'll be won't easier, do but they don't tell you who it will be easier on. It'll yeah. be easier on the cops. Yeah. It will be easier. Yeah. For the fucking pigs. <laughs> All right, and then the last one, like to me, was the same thing. Is just do not consent to a search. If they say, can you empty your pockets or let's see what's in your bag? Mm-hmm. You have a fucking warrant. Like I do not consent to a search, and they can search you. They can search you. That's yeah. fine. They can fucking stick their grubby little mitts in your yeah. pockets and shit like that. But then after you can go back mm-hmm. or whatever. If something happens, you have that uh, that you can your lawyer can use to help you mm-hmm. uh, that you did not consent to that search. And of course, you have to always remember this is an American documentary based on the, based on the American legal system. Uh, so I don't even know how much of this applies to us. I'm pretty sure all the same stuff. Canadian cops, it's not legal for them to lie, so you can ask them anything. Yeah. I they think, are only allowed to tell the truth. Yeah. I think if a Canadian cop isn't nice to you, that guy, like. Is immediately fired. Well, he, she, oh. you pro- could probably get him fired, but I'm pretty sure that as Canadians, most cops. Are just nice people. Like I think they do get into it not because they're maniacs. Uh, even the meanest ones still Who seem knows? like nice people. Uh, but like again, crossing that border into the states, I just want to turn around and come back. Like and spend again watching okay, this you video. You don't want to get pulled over. Do you? No, I do. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about you, America. Try not to get pulled over. Canada. Unless you remember any others, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, they were all basically... Those were the yeah, main ones. They're the same like, example. common sense of it. Like, yeah. That's why I don't remember them. Yeah, like, it was... There was a lot of things where, like, one guy in the back was literally like, What? Why can't I just tell him to go fuck himself? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, that's crazy. Like, again, now you're dead. Like, now you're, well, yeah, you're harassing somebody. Yeah, because he was just somebody. walking... Like, this kid was just walking around. They're like, all right, get over here. And they just, like, immediately had him down on the cruiser fucking looking in his like grabbed his bag and yeah like what are you doing where are you coming from like what are you coming out of this house that's a drug house yeah. he's like this is my house I've lived here forever yo well, we we heard a lot of drugs come out of that house like nope and they're just like where's the drugs where's the drugs like I don't fucking know yeah and uh, and that's just what they do like again like what they're hoping is you will say like oh I don't know but I uh, Jim, Jimmy has drugs over there like like because in those fearful situations you know just like 24 or, uh, I don't know, any other terrorist-based TV show or movie, like, it gets results, as far as you know. But most people will just, whoever I can give up, or whatever I can give up that hurts me the least, that's what you do. You know, again, like, you know, your, your self-preservation, like, it just, it kicks in. Like, it kicks in, and, and you know, the, those points, you just have to say, like, let's just be reasonable, <laughs> reasonable about this. Like, I don't have anything, and you don't have the right to search me. Instead of getting in a fight about it, because I mean, these people literally spend time working out and training. Like they have fight training time. So if you even, you know, whatever, just a, they're just itching to eat. Yeah, like you you can you can only approach a coiled spring in such a way that it doesn't spring up in your face. Like it's just that's the way it is. It's it's ready to go. And these guys every day make sure they're ready to go, or else they're not good enough. Like they're not good enough for their job if they're not ready. So, you know, you got to be on your own. I just eat donuts in the States, That's what I thought. I, don't they were good I mean, I, I, I did think it was funny, or not funny, but uh, amazing, or I don't know what, they, you know, you wouldn't want to upset cops, but the fact that all of the police in that demonstration video were in good shape <laughs> and, and, you know, they tall were and clean. Oh, yeah, because they, yeah, they were also definitely not. Like the way that the, the uh, Asian cop was searching the old lady's house. That guy has never looked for anything in his life at all, ever. Like, they were hold, holding flashlights, like, you know, you just watched an episode of The X Files. You did not learn, you know, flashlight etiquette from, from cop school. You're, you're purely an actor, and yeah, you just got this vest. It was, uh, I don't know, I thought I, production value makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, if I ever make a big movie, it's not gonna have the greatest production value, but at least I will try, you know, watch these things and do a little bit better. And, I don't know, that's a, a bit of a roundup of... What not to do what not with to do cops. Or Documentary Sunday. I feel like we started to talk about another documentary before we jumped to that one. Before we jumped to that? Yeah. 
but maybe not. I don't. I have. We were just talking about documentaries. Just documentaries. The other documentary that we watched though was called Serious, and I would think that everyone needs to watch this documentary. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Well, I can't remember what I remember. any of the stuff about, but there's a guy, uh, Greg. Oh yes, 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 yeah. Um, uh, no, it was uh, Greg Stevens or something like that, or yeah, Stephen Greg. Stevens. Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, he, it, basically, it's just, I don't want to give it away, but no. uh, it's about, you know, the fact that they're saying aliens have are always been here. Mm-hmm. They are here, you know, probably with us still. And I guess it's, ta- it's talking about probably what everybody has seen on YouTube and Facebook, whatever, online of the tiny alien, it's about six inches, and it's a skeleton, skeletal remains, they did DNA testing yeah, like on it's it, mo- like fully and mummified. it's not, it's close to being human, it has human aspects well, it ha- yeah, to it, it, it but yeah, it has, it's not anything else, like it's not... Like there's a lot of leftover DNA, like when they ran the DNA, DNA RNA, uh, it is closer to being a human than say a chimpanzee or anything else, which is the closest right now, so there's more human markers than anything, so like all the human markers are there basically. But there's still a bunch of other stuff unaccounted for that the DNA guy is like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to keep doing it. If we ever find more of these things, I want to look at them super bad. They basically said, like, it's not just a sculpture or something like that. Because inside, when they did x-ray it and everything, there's, like, little tiny veins. Well, the the, the marrow. Yeah, there's marrow in the bone. And then, yeah, the the holes through the bone for the veins. Like, everything is there. Like, it it is a working body. Like, in order for somebody to sculpt this... They would have to be the greatest, like, and plus sculpt it from the inside out, and however you would do that. So whatever it is, like, it's either, uh, you know, in my, uh, I of course need to come up with more than one option. So it's like, a, it's aliens, and they were here, and we came from them, or whatever. Or I, I still think we're all just aliens anyway. We are the aliens. Yeah, and, or yeah, just like there was a time when we were evolving, like from all these different things, and everything was evolving. Things were just all kinds of different shapes. Like right now, monkeys. Uh, range in size from as small as your thumb to way bigger than you. And why not? Like, why wouldn't there... Maybe there was six foot tall or six they foot tall. A, they had a doctor that went in to make sure it wasn't just, you know, a small person that had Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't deformities. Yeah, like, or something like that. Yeah. But they said that there was actual growth uh, in the... Well, in the growth place, yeah, like, whatever, well, they could see the growth Yeah, like the fact that it was so six inches. So that it was inches. like six or eight years old. Yeah, it wasn't a deformed fetus. It was fully, it was a, it grew, it, it had age, you know, so it, it was going, like it, it was killed, like the, the skull was crushed in. It didn't just, you know, die of natural, die of natural causes. causes, like in, in birth or whatever. So it had a life of some kind, it moved. So it was, you know, as you can tell from the documentary, like it was real, it moved or whatever, it was alive. Uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking that maybe it's like, well, back in the old, the old days, like before any recorded anything, uh, there were like, we ranged in size and, you know, like everything else as human beings, uh, the six foot tall, four foot tall, whatever humans just started stepping and stomping and crushed out all the six inch humans and just ate them. And that's why there's no remains. Like we just ate all of them. And then whatever bones are left are just in the same bone piles is our chicken bones and meat bones. So, the whole documentary, I don't want it to be yeah. about aliens, because yeah, it's actually yeah. not about aliens. No. It's about the fact of a fucking uh, renewable source of energy that is around right now, that needs to have funding, that has been kept a secret, mm-hmm. that is just this huge conspiracy, I guess is basically yeah. what he's talking about. And it wasn't a documentary we talked about before as well, about making perpetual motion machines and right. stuff like that. They, they mentioned that same thing. So it thing is around, it is believable. Yep thing that he is talking about that was scary to me is that all of these scientists, all of these people that knew about it, ended up dead. Yeah. And, uh, what this And, like, not Steve just, like, guy, found yeah, dead. Like, like, Steve, like, Steve I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's either Greg Stevenson or Steve Gregson. Yeah, there's one of those. Gregory? Yes. Steve Gregory? I, I cannot sure. Oh, I can't remember. Good That's guy, horrible. Though. Good but I'll guy. put it up on the, on the, uh, uh, so yeah, there. so like I mean, I mean, brutally beaten. Like not even just like po- some of them poisoned, but a lot of them just found beaten in their homes. And like so, half the nerds that are in the video, that they're all just like basically space nerds. Like they want to find terrestrial or terrestrial extraterrestrial life, and, and you know prove that all of these uh, UFO sightings are real. Like the ones that people are like, no, no, it was fit. Like the government came, took those people away. They're fake. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But in order to prove that, he basically the documentary ends up being about how there's so much that the government that the governments just know and are aware of 
uh, in relation to spacecraft and, and any of those things mm. that they're just like, nope. We're just- so there was uh, like what, $1.9 billion missing from the Pentagon. Oh no, it was it was more than that. Yeah, it was uh, it was trillion, trillion, sorry, trillion, one point yeah. nine trillion dollars unaccounted for, mm-hmm. unaccounted for. Just yeah. fucking don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Don't know where it went. Yeah. One point. What? Yeah. Because there's so many programs that are just off the books about things like that. And not only that, the that uh, like CIA. Like it's legal for the CIA to just take money from other programs and say, well, we need this for national defense. They never have to explain it. Nobody has to do anything. So like. Like all the money really is just going into the army and all this stuff, and uh, and just disappearing, and then nobody has to say anything at all about it. I think they asked some good questions, like why, you know, how come the United States? There's only three countries that have ever, uh, you know, even made it out of the Earth's atmosphere, and I don't know, basically kind of hinting that the moon yeah. landing was, you know, come on, like how come they're the only ones that went there? The high, the furthest that anybody's ever been from the Earth is 400. Uh, mm. Miles, right? Yeah. The Earth, the Moon is twelve hundred. I feel, I feel like that's not a lot. Like right, twelve hundred miles, or twelve thousand. Sorry, twelve thousand miles from the Earth. So if anybody, no, basically they're just saying like anybody and and anywhere has only gone four hundred. So to say that they did all of this on battery power to went all the way to the Moon, twelve thousand miles, all mm. the way back, spent time. Going around, you know, floating one guy floating around the moon, the other guys were just there, and yeah. it was all battery powered. Mm-hmm. To say that they don't have some sort of better technology than what is happening here is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, so, like obviously, yeah, they have better shit than they're saying. Like yeah. the fact that it's just like, oh, maybe someday we'll have true, we'll have fucking jetpacks. Like we know you have them. Just tell us, but it is literally like, well, we know people can't handle it, they'll lose their minds. And then he just trickled that down to, like, how that applies to everything else, where it's like, well, that's the way the government treats everything. They treat, like, all, there's so many just things about the law, like we said, that people wander around just doing shit, and then suddenly you're paying weird bills and doing weird things that you think don't make any sense, but to question them makes you seem like you don't make any sense, because, you're again, like, you're not being fashionable. Like, you gotta conform with the fashions of the time or else you're a crazy person unless you can prove to everybody you're the smartest and you, you know, figured something out, you're a genius. But to get through to that point, like that that one guy, like it was in both the things, like he created basically the Tony Stark uh, power generator that he keeps in his chest. Like, they, they have it. Like, they did it. And they destroyed it because, you know, at the time it was like, well, we got to... This is what we're doing. Yeah, they burnt people's houses down. Yeah. This guy's house was burnt down. And I mean, you could sit there and go like, ah, conspiracy theory. You're conspira- conspiracy. <laughs> whatever. Conspira- conspiracy. Conspiracy nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I can't even say the word. That's so much. <laughs> no, but, you know, you can say that day and night. And so can I. Like, I say that to people all the time. Like, every time, again, Tara turns on one of these documentaries, all I do is make fun of these people. Because it's like, obviously, you don't know what's going on. Uh, and they have to prove to be other by the end. In some cases, by the end, a lot of them, I do learn something, but it's because halfway through, a terrible start looking up things on it and find <laughs> out this guy is stupid. He just made a documentary, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. But there are people out there that just, you know, they firmly believe curiosity killed the cat, so let's just disavow any any reason to indulge curiosity. So What he's saying is that this technology... It's not like made-up technology. Like, what are we supposed to do? The mm-hmm. thing that we're supposed to do is to know that it's there and to fucking make sure that nobody stops it from happening because it is free energy. It's just taking magnets. And uh, we watched that. Do you remember what that movie was? A time machine movie? Like, it just uh, seemed exactly like that. But yeah, I forget. Essentially what it is is the... What they said, it's out on the market now, is that Star Wars thing where you put the... the uh, yeah, the headband. Jedi trim mind trainer... Yeah. You can move things with your mind, and I'll, I'll, as much as you can't just straight up do it, like they, yeah, or, uh, Tesla or whatever, whoever discovered it, and then Tesla proved it. Like you can pull energy out of the air, like it's there. I think Tesla discovered it, and, and then Einstein proved, proved it. it, or whatever it was. So, uh, so it's all there. Like everything is still wireless. Like the fact that you know we have Wi-Fi now, you know you're, it's you know it's it's there. So there must be a way to just sit down a thing and start absorbing 
energy from the air, like we do, you know, just pull stuff from the sun, like, it's still just these weird little chemical reactions. And again, like, the more you think about it, the more you watch it, it's like, yeah, of course, why couldn't you? Like, even if there isn't just magically energy in the air, we're still putting it out just by well, running generators and gravity batteries. is what uh, mm-hmm. he was saying is that, and I think that's what that little thing yep. has to do too with gravity and the magnetic force. Yeah. Well, it's like they're like they're yeah. No. Well, when that it's the waves of movement, right? So same as how a generator works. Like you take a generator, put it on your bicycle. This is uh, whatever early 1980s technology I'm referencing. But you take a little generator. It's got a little spindle, and it spins, and that's you know thing spins a motor, and that spins around a magnet, and then the magnet fucking creates electrical charge, and then you harness the charge, pull it out, use it to power your light bulb or your clock or whatever. So what? that was saying, I think, anyway, I I could be getting it wrong, but since the world is its own gender, like, the world is already spinning, it's already turning, so we have this movement, we don't need to create it, so the problem with a perpetual motion machine is, you gotta get it going, and in order to get something going that takes energy, and the whole, whatever the, I don't know what's that, the the riddle of the perpetual motion machine is, like, how do we get it to go without the friction, and how without starting it um but the world is already doing that. So if you can find basically that wave modulation, that, that movement on a, I, I want to say like subatomic level or whatever they were doing, like they were on a magnetic level still. So you can grab that movement that's already there. And then it just starts pulling or whatever. However, that <laughs> works. It starts getting the energy that way, but the movement is already there. Like the earth is already doing the shit. And it's just a matter of, you know, again, the fear of we're going to fall off. Like if we, think too hard about the fact that we're on a circle it's it's crazy you know at any given time we're upside down and right side up i was thinking the other day about star trek and how ridiculous it is that the ships from no matter what quadrant of space what species there what language they speak whether they've met before Mm -hmm. or not they all fly up together and they're all facing the same direction there's no reason for that there is no up and down in space whatever whatever direction your ship is facing, <laughs> that is your up and down. That would be weird if they're upside yeah, down. Yeah, and it is, and the only, that's only for us, the viewer, like, to watch this on the screen, if that, then people would say, why is that ship upside down? It's like, no, there is no upside down. Uh, so, like, whatever, I don't know, there's just... So their ship shouldn't even have a top side? Yeah, like, there is no, yeah, like, it could just be round and full of space, like, it could just be a big bus, you know, like, there's no, the aerodynamics of it all is inconsequential. There's no friction in space. You know, realistically, it should be a spear so they can just navigate through all the things better. Uh, or, like they said on the uh, space thing, like you have to dampen the, the field of, of gravity so that you can move back and forth, left and right, like spaceships do, without crushing everybody. Because uh, it is insane for, to warp or any speed, to fly through space, because there is going to be little rocks everywhere, and they're just going to tear through your ship. So what they were saying, I guess, too, like, closer. which is true, and it has nothing to do... It has to do with the aliens in that they're looking at these alien ships and seeing them fly and do right yeah. angles yeah. and things like that, and then they're like, well, just postulating mm-hmm. how and are these ships doing that? Yeah, in order and if we can have that question, yeah. then we could figure out an answer. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't even letting people ask that question, yeah. and they're just going, those aren't UFOs, yeah. well, then what like, the fuck well, is it? doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the fact that it's turning... On a right angle, whatever the yeah, fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, regardless. Like, uh, either it is, you know, it's military, military it's or like, space. You know, like, yeah, like. regardless, it's like, well, tell us about it. You just discovered that, you know, like, you broke physics. You figured well, out physics. Saying, we don't care if it is aliens, if it's not aliens. Mm. The question is, what this thing is doing something. Why, like, our question is, how can we do that, yeah. too? And, how and could, why can't we figure it out? Because... What's happening is everybody's focusing on the fact that of little green men and blah blah yeah. blah and well, all these the fear of what it means instead it's of like we yeah. see a light doing this. Why don't we think about how that could happen and if that's a fucking actual thing or yeah. whatever you know, or yeah. how they did it. It is yeah. an actual thing. And or... yeah, it's like whatever it is, it's amazing. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess I guess this is this is a podcast ending statement. The reason I think that they can't reveal any of this stuff of why it all works and it is their technology and made up of space or whatever is because somewhere. Some guy is probably doing this all with his mind, and just oh, they figured yeah. out that, like, oh, once you figure out the physics uh, equation, once you figure out that physics isn't real and you can control it, then you realize, oh, well, then my mind is wired into all this stuff anyway, and it's all wired into my mind, so I'm the one flying these spaceships around or making people think they see them, and once you reveal that to the pot, you know, to everybody in the world, 
then you got yourself a, a Marvel Civil War. You know, it's the people who are like, I don't believe in superpowers, I don't believe you can do this, versus people who can. And then you have, you know, the army versus the Hulk, like, except it's just like, oh, I just think things. I just pass myself the salt and pepper back and forth across the table, and I'm not hurting anybody, but you now you have the potential to destroy everybody. And that's that's the big fear is oh my the, God, it's almost the more power uh, you have, the more dangerous, you know, the With great power yeah. comes great responsibility. Yeah. And uh, the government doesn't want to give you that responsibility or the military. This has been the Curzon Terror Show. You've just driven a Miramichi with us. Now we're at the gas station. Now we're going to get gas for cheap. Captioning, music, and Curtis's attitude for the Curtis and Tara show provided by Robot Cousin Sandworks.